Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. I'm absolutely thrilled you're here. Thank you so much for spending at least a part of your day here with us. Um, we got a great show lined up for you guys today. Um, we, I had the really cool pleasure of uh, interviewing uh, Susie from Boston, uh, who has had a really incredible uh, chain of paranormal events throughout her life. And uh, she and I sat down and had an incredible conversation, really great talk, some really phenomenal encounters she's had. So I hope you guys are really going to enjoy this. It was a, a real pleasure to meet her and uh, to hear uh, what she's been through and what she's seen. So I hope you guys will sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the show. Uh, if you have an encounter of your very own that you'd like to share, please feel free to reach out to us here on the portal. Uh, you can do that by emailing paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. All right, everybody. I, I hope you're ready because we're going in. like to welcome Susie to the show. Welcome, Susie, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure completely. So um, as with any story, I guess it'd probably be good to hear how all this started. <laughs> okay, well, let me just give you a brief background. Mm-hmm. I'm a 48-year-old woman who grew up and currently resides a few miles outside of downtown Boston, Mass., and I work doing administrative legal work and I've had over 40 years' experience with paranormal occurrences and unexplained events. 
so when I think back, you know, to, to the earliest memories of my paranormal experiences, they really have started when I was three, four, five, six years old, way in the beginning. So, um, actually, I guess I'll start with um, surgery I had when I was very young. Okay. Does that sound okay? Wonderful. Okay. So, what I had is I had a surgery when I was very young, and uh, I remember specifically during the surgery having an outer body experience mm. and rising above my body and actually hovering in the operating room in the sailing area and looking down and watching the whole operation unfold. Oh, man. So, oh, yeah. So, and I was very young. I, did, I didn't understand what was going on. But as I recovered and as a couple of days and weeks went by, I always remembered that. And I, did, I didn't know if it was a dream. I didn't really know what it was, but I knew it wasn't normal and it was an experience I never had before. Mm. So, I just sort of filed that away. And as time went on, um, I just, it was sort of like that triggered the whole paranormal occurrences was this operation. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it seemed to flip a switch. And, um, and I started having um, paranormal experiences um, very young and mostly seeing ghostly ap apparitions, really, of people I did not know. Wow. So as a young child, again, you don't know what you're really looking at. But over time, one of the uh, common characters here that would always come to me and spend time with me, significant amount of time, probably two or three years, was a young boy named John. So I played with him often. I was with him a, a lot of my childhood and my youth. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't until later that I realized he wasn't alive. He was an apparition. <laughs> wow. So again, it's just, it seems it was just so much experience, but I didn't have any explanations for any of this. And I sort of had to figure it out all on my own. Um, I did not belong to a family that would have been open to speak about this stuff. You have to understand, I grew up in the seventies and eighties. People didn't talk about this stuff that they talk about now. Mm-hmm. I also didn't really have anywhere to find out, find, find the answers. So I really had to figure it out all on my own. But as time went on, that sort of subsided for a little bit, which I was happy about because I really didn't understand. But then my family, uh, at this point in time, my family moved from um, Boston, Mass., and then we moved to what I will call as the um, Brookfield Road Address. Well, the Brookfield Road House, I guess you'd say, was the next move. Okay. And, um, and what happened at this address was interesting. It really wasn't any ghostly apparitions, but what was happening was every time my mother or, you know, my parents' house phone rang, I would start getting information about who was calling before they even picked up the phone. Mm -hmm. And I have to say it was quite accurate. Wow. So I was noticing this. I was noticing, I said, how can I know this? What is happening here? And it was just more and more. And it was at that address also I started having um, predicting dreams. Something as simple as meeting somebody two weeks, you know, into the future. But I would have a dream prior, and it would be the exact event. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so as time went on, you sort of 
have to accept these, I guess, to some degree. And then from the Brookville Road address, we went to what I'll call the Pleasant Street House address. And this one, this is when things really started to escalate at this address. And before it was pretty mellow, you know, things you may be able to pass off as coincidence, but not as I lived at this Pleasant Street house address. And I lived there, I moved in there approximately 13, 14 years old. And my family did a lot of renovations in this house. And I have a feeling that is what kicked up a lot of the activity. And I, they did renovations in the basement, and that's where I was living myself as a teenager. And weird things would happen there. Um, it all started out where I was asleep in the middle of the night, you know, lights out. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up and hear someone or something walking around my room. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the dark, teenager, saying to myself, what in the Lord's name is this? Yeah. And the first time I was just paralyzed with fear because I was a 13 year old girl. I didn't know what was going on and it finally stopped. But as time went on, this continued. So I said, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to catch it. You know, I'm going to sleep with a flashlight. I will sleep with a flashlight, go to bed with the lights out. But when I start hearing this, you know, I'll figure it out. Hmm. And sure enough, I could never figure it out. Never figure it out. I slept with that flashlight. I'd throw it on when I thought I heard something, and there was never anything there. So you really the thought... And the sound and the movement. You really thought you were going to... You, you really thought you were going to turn on that light and see somebody. I did, wow. because I couldn't explain what was happening. Okay. And then another time, I had a desk in my room, and there was a lot of papers on my desk, and it was like someone was going through the papers. Oh, I could hear it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I would turn on the light or the flashlight, nothing. So, okay, well, that's fine. Time goes on. This does happen periodically, but it's, it's okay. Next thing you know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night where my doorknob is being turned mm. as if someone's trying to get into my room. So now I'm like, oh, my God. One time I just turned on the flashlight and just watched the doorknob move. Mm. It just keeps moving and moving, and I'm like, What's going on here? Yeah. So, of course, I get out of bed. I investigate, open floor, you know, throw open the door, look, nothing. Nothing. No people. Everyone's asleep. Nothing. Dead silence. No doors open. I never could explain what was all this doorknob turning in the middle of the night. So, um, you know, that was unnerving in itself because you keep hearing this stuff. I was being woken up by this stuff. But I never could explain these types of things. Yeah. So um, then as time went on with that, I had um, a whole bunch of different experiences in this room. And not all of them were really creepy and bad. You know, I had some wonderful experiences. I had, um, let's see, I had one evening, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was just this golden glow in my room. Oh, beautiful. No light bulbs, no candles. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. But the glow started getting, you know, uh, more and more bright and started filling the room. And it was just a wonderful, loving, comforting, golden light. I don't know where it was coming from. I don't know anything. And I was, I was just lying in bed, really just like basking in the whole glow of this energy, which I don't know where the source was. Sure. But it was nothing uh, negative about it. 
Right. And I was saying to myself, if only I could bottle this feeling of this energy right now, I'd be a billionaire, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it was just beyond words. Wow. But it, it was, but that, but then I sat in bed just basking in this glow where I had no idea where it came from. And sure enough, I look up on the ceiling and I see what looks like an outline of angel wings. Whoa. So now I, I get out of bed. I get a pencil. I get I, and I start drawing on the ceiling and tracing these angel wings. Okay, from the shadow that was cast on the ceiling, mm-hmm. and to this to this day, those those drawings are still on my ceiling in that in that house. Wow, that's so powerful. And then the light just got dim and dim and dim, and then it just faded away. <laughs> but it was really a wonderful. I don't know who it was. I don't know what it was, but it was really a loving, wonderful, you know, uh, in, angelic, you know, entity. I don't know who it was, but um, was there something? And, you know, was there something? Was was there something going on at that point in your life that maybe you needed? You needed that extra. Um, you know what? Love. I always think back and think about that, like if there was any event, and there was really nothing that stuck out in my mind. Wow. Okay. So, I just don't know if I don't know. You just don't know why these things come and go. Sure. But I also had another, um, this, this house, was, all right, first of all, this house, this Pleasant Street house address, was very close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And in this space, because it was built in a basement, in this space, you could actually hear water rushing through the pipes underneath this bedroom. So it was very soothing. It was like a Japanese garden, you know? <laughs> you could hear water rushing through these pipes, you know? Sure. It just randomly, periodically. And I don't know, is that why? Because, you know, water is one of the number one conductors of electricity, and this was what allows these events to occur. I don't really know. But um, there was a lot going on here. There was a lot going on in this room. But um, I have really positive ones and some not so great. Mm. But I will tell you about the not so great one if you don't have any questions. No, I mean, I'm just loving the stories as you go. So just yeah, by all means, continue. I'm writing down questions as I go, though. So uh, when we come yeah, back, sure. we'll come back to a lot of these, I think. Yeah. So now this was the one that was, I really had to take my paranormal experiences seriously. This is the first time, which I will explain to you, it was the first time that I understood you could have good and bad in these paranormal experiences, they can be absolutely breathtaking and they can be grippingly horrific and terrifying too. It mm-hmm. can be either extreme, mm-hmm. which really was really difficult for me because you never know what you're getting. You never know what you're getting. It's, you know, it comes out of left field and you just never know. This is what occurred in this house. So in any event, <clears throat> in the middle of the night, now here I am, 13 years, 14 years, 15 years old. I sleep in bed with a flashlight now. I told you that because I'm catching this thing. I'm going to catch it, you know? (laughs) And I remember, sure enough, I woke up in the middle of the night and there's something in my room. I can't see it. Okay, I have the flashlight. I'm looking around. Nothing. But I know something's not right. I'm like, well, I I can't see anything. I don't know. You know, I don't know. And next thing you know, I feel this huge weight pressed down on my chest, oh. like as if they had the forearm pinned underneath my neck. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, holy moly, what the hell is this? And it was heavy, and it was angry, and it 
it was not nice. And, I, and it's in my face, but I can't see it. So now I am saying to myself, oh, my God, what is going on? I can't move. It was just too powerful to, you know, just couldn't move. And all I could think about, I said, okay, just pray. Just start saying your prayers. Mm-hmm. Now, a little background about me, I was brought up Catholic. I do currently incorporate rosary and Catholic prayers with my own creative and personal spiritual prayers. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a combination. Mm-hmm. But thank God I had the prayers that I did at the time. And I said, you know what? You just have to stop praying. There is nothing you can do. And I did. Rosary, Hail Mary, Our Father, everything, my own personal prayers I had created, whatever it was. Do you know that this being would not let up for close to two hours? Wow. And I kept praying, and I just kept saying the rosary. Now, here's the thing. I couldn't speak. This entity made sure I couldn't speak. But what he didn't bet on is telepathically I could pray and send out those prayers. Mm -hmm. And that was not what he wanted. (laughs) <laughs> so I just kept praying. It was a battle of the wills at this point. Right. It is absolutely him or me. Right. And it was, that's where my stubbornness kicks in, I guess. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm down. Let's go. Because now that now it's on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now I don't have a choice. Here we, okay, here we are. This is what we're going to do now. Yep. And I just kept praying and praying and praying. Sure enough, as fast as it came on, it was gone. Wow. And that was it. It lifted up. I took a big breath. I could breathe. And that was it. I never had any explanation of what it was, why it was there. It was it. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But at that point, it's very significant for me in my paranormal experiences because it taught me you have to stand in your power. You mm-hmm. have to rely on yourself no matter what your religion is, your background, what your prayers are, it doesn't matter, because you have to take back your power, because as soon as these negative entities know they can't control and have power over you, mm-hmm. that's where your power is. You yep. see what I mean? Oh, this for is sure. where your power is. Yep. You know? So, although that was very unnerving, um, you know, it, 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 it happened, but it was very, almost in some way, it was necessary for it to happen because I had to learn to stand in my power against an entity that I could not see. That's powerful. And uh, it was one of the greatest spiritual lessons of my life. And, um, and this is just what you have to do. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. Right. It doesn't matter. It's, it, it's a power in the universe greater than us. And that's all we need to know. And um, so anyway, so, you know, in this, this Pleasant Street house address, a lot of stuff would go on. Doorknobs turning, people walking throughout the room, this negative entity, which I never had to deal with again, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I had some wonderful experiences, too. I would hear often, I would hear often in this house, because I was in the basement now, I was living in the basement, people walking upstairs. But when you go to investigate, there's no one there. There's no one in the house. That was common. That was very, very common. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point where it was annoying. You know, um, we never really got to the bottom of that either. 
but um, I know this 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 is an interesting space because um, I also had an experience where I would wake up by someone calling my name, and it was a woman, and oh. I, I don't know what that was all about. Not a voice um, you recognized. Would you say? Not a voice you recognized, though. No, I didn't. I didn't, but it was a female voice. It mm-hmm. was a female voice. And I don't know, you know, and then I would get up, of course, to investigate, go upstairs. You know, there's no one home. You know, it was quiet. It was just, you know. Um, and it's interesting because I never told anybody about the voice that woke me up. I just figured, well, it could have been a dream. You know, it could have been, you know. Sure. And sure enough, about a year later, my sister had stayed in that bedroom for a short period of time. And then we had a family event. And she came up to me. She said, I need to talk to you. It was. She said, did you ever hear any female voices calling your name? <laughs> and she would say, Ma's house. I said, yes. <laughs> I said, it happened to you? She said, it did. She said, I'm so glad it happened to you. She said, because I didn't know what that was going on. Yeah. But we both didn't know who it was. But sure. it was at two separate times where the entity knew her name and knew my name. Was it a relative? Maybe. I'll right. never know. Sure. You know? Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I didn't always have horrible experiences, you know. It was, a, um, it was an interesting house. I know the house had some history in terms of the people who owned the house before we bought it was one family, and their son was in the military. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a pilot, and apparently he was lost in action, and he never returned home. Did that have anything to do with the paranormal activity? I just don't know. I know that is a true story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. wow. So I didn't know if you had any questions. It's a good time for questions. Oh, sure. Now, do you, I was going to ask you about your very first experience um, where you had this yeah. this uh, this surgery and an out-of-body experience. Do you know, did yeah. you did you have any problems in that surgery? Did, the, did you have an NDE, perhaps? Did well, you, that's the thing. As far as I know, I did not. But now you have to understand, this is in the early 70s. Right. If there was a little, you know, something that didn't go according to plan, were they really going to tell you? Right. Maybe no. not. Very good point, because that that sounds like a near-death experience more than just an astral projection. Um, and since, That's right. Since you were under anesthesia, I, I bet, I'll bet that that was an NDE. And, and it's, no, it's no wonder that once that experience happened, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're your awareness and, and ability has kicked up to 10 because that's a real common thread that we hear from people that have had NDEs is that all of a sudden they're just have this new psychic awareness and uh, it's just a really transformative kind of event. So I'll bet you anything that, that you had some kind of problem and, and you're right, the doctors probably wouldn't have told your, your parents wow. and they certainly wouldn't have told oh, you because wow. you were a little child. So, um, and it's interesting because during that hernia operation, like I said to you, I was very young, three, mm-hmm. four years old, and I had the out-of-body experience. Then I had very, 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 very bad pneumonia mm-hmm. when I was about six or seven. And it was during that time is when that John entity would contact me. But then there was a third time I got very sick in 2009 with encephalitis. Right. And I'm here. To, you know, I'm here as a survivor, and there was a there was a um, an entity that came 
to assist me and heal me and make sure I got better. Yeah, please go into a little bit about the John uh, entity for our listeners so that they understand that reference. What would happen is, um, you know, like I said, I grew up in the 70s. I was a 70s. I was a very young child in the 70s. And I would play for long periods of time, and, you know, on my own, in my, you know, in my bedroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and he would just appear. He would just appear. He was, he was um, you know, he was about my age, five, six years old approximately, mm-hmm. in and around my age. He had blonde hair and blue eyes. And he was what I considered to be very much alive. Mm-hmm. But I realized later on he wasn't. He wasn't anyone who was alive. Uh, I don't know the history of the house that I was living in in that Boston, you know, right. um, Boston House Address. I don't know the history of that house prior to, you know, my family going there. Was it somebody that lived there prior? I just don't know. Right. Um, yeah, we would just play for long periods of time. But And um, I just realized as I got older, I said, that doesn't make any sense. There was so many times, and I didn't know any little boy that named John, you know, in my, quote, everyday life. And sure. I don't know. I just never, I never figured it out. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, thank God he was there. He was, he was. And, um, yes, you you just don't know. I I think that, um, me personally with the, um, illnesses that I've had every time I've recovered, it did alter and, um, kick up, allow for, to be, have, uh, experience more paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. It really didn't. I don't understand that either. Right. But that's what, that's what's happening. When was the last time you, you experienced this John uh, spirit? Oh, God. When I moved out of that house, not too long after that, we went to what I would call the Brookfield mm-hmm. Road house, and, and that was it. He, I did not, you know, he did not visit me at my, any other addresses or locations. I guess maybe he was maybe just tied to that property. Sure. I don't know. Okay. But he did not come with me when I moved. Mm. Okay. So it was just located, location had everything to do with that, it seems. Yes, yes. All right, everybody. Well, this is probably a good time for a break. So we're going to go to break now and pay some bills, but uh, stick around and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast and uh, a phenomenal talk with Susie from Boston. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. All 
right, everybody, and we're back, and let's get back to it with Susie from Boston and uh, hear more about what she has been through. Now you had also talked about those those dreams that you had that were very uh, very much premonitions, and and that to me is really curious. And and I just wanted to touch on this, not so much that it's a question for you, but I just find I find those events incredibly profound because it it really seems to suggest that there is a, a really. Uh, there is an awareness of events that are coming, and so does that suggest that that time is is really a function of our mind, and and that it is possible to look at uh, ahead at time. And I, I don't know. I always just find those those premonition kind of dreams and experiences when people see things that are about to happen, and they happen. I mean, basically, you know, in a rudimentary sense, it's time travel. But it seems to be spirit Absolutely. spirit only, and I think that that is so profound that that you mm-hmm. had those experiences and the, and the ramifications of that to to me are just incredible um, that people are able to perceive events, they're able to perceive the setting, they already know the dialogue that's going to happen, and and uh, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I mean, it, just as a side note, I just wanted to make that point because I think those things yeah. are crazy now. You know, honestly, in your show at another point in time, time travel, mm-hmm. in, in um, jumping timelines, in the timeline continuum, I'm sure you get many calls to, share, to have you, you know, they'll share their experiences with you. I think people have more loops and skips in their timeline, everyday <laughs> uh, reality, than what people are sharing as well. Sure, and I think that's true. We have done several, several shows with time anomalies and time slips and stuff like that, but uh, it's a it's a subject I never get tired of because uh, you know just just when you look at how profound the the profound meaning of that, I think is just incredible, and it gets so it gets really understated. It's like oh, just time travel. Well, no, it's it's showing you an incredibly dynamic nature of our reality and that it's fluid. It's not rigid, and I think that that's really right. important. So. But there's so much we just don't know about it at this point, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's incredible. Now, um, when you had you had uh, mentioned your sleep paralysis and I I have to tell you, two hours is an incredibly long time for somebody to be under attack uh, in in a sleep paralysis kind of situation. Um, That's. I mean, honestly, that's like by far the longest account I've ever heard of. I don't know. I mean, that, that's something I didn't even realize that was a long time. But I have to tell you, there was a battle of the wills there. Oh, sure. And I know you're listening and you don't know me. But if you know me, <laughs> I will fight you to the end. I will fight. I will die fighting you. That's how I am. And that is, I don't know, that's just who I am, you know, in terms of, of that type of, of um, encounter. I wasn't going to let this thing win. It wasn't going to happen. Right. And, um, and I don't know why that happened. It's never happened since. 
I didn't have any history of sleep paralysis. That was not, you know, the case. So that's why I think it was so significant. Like I said, it serves as such a greater lesson and proves to myself you have to stay in your power and you have to maintain control and have faith in something. And that is what allowed me to get out of that situation. This entity knew it just wasn't going to win. Right. Now, and that was my next question, actually, was had it ever happened again? But you just said it never happened again. No. No. No, not, not to that extreme, no. So here's kind of what I'm thinking, um, because you, you're talking about such an incredible variety of phenomena and events. And, and granted, they're mostly spiritual, and, uh, but it's just that it's in, normally in a house, you have an entity or two or three and that's what you deal with all the time. But what you're explaining is is an incredible uh, amount of different kind of experiences. And so what I'm what my gut is telling me is there must be a portal in your house. There's I agree. Yeah, because you've I got agree. things. And as I as I stayed at that Pleasant Street address, as I stayed at that Pleasant Street house, I learned how to understand about energy and cleansing your space and white sage and prayer and just a whole way I, I um, created my own prayers to make sure I asked my guardian angel to close any portal, mm-hmm. like you just said, any, any spiritual doors, close them all. But it's interesting because they say things like renovation, yes. moving, mm-hmm. any kind of um, extreme events almost, you know, creates these spirit doors to open. It kicks up this paranormal activity. So we're inadvertently doing something that are opening these portals. I agree, absolutely. Yeah. Now, have you ever had, um, I mean, obviously that's been your projection or your intention to potentially close portals, but do you think that that there could possibly still be a portal uh, in your property, or do you think it's, it's more stable now? Well, it's interesting. I think over time, it became more stable. I don't think those spirit doors open like they used to. Do I still think there are weird experiences? Yes, but not to the extreme. Now, my family still lives there. My mom still lives there. Okay. Um, but this, most of the activity would happen in the basement where I was. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as far as I know, as time went on, things really calmed down at that address. And, um, but there was just so many different things that were just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That's, really. that's the thing. I mean, you saw an angel, you got attacked one time, you, you've seen mm-hmm. different footsteps coming and going and stuff. And it just seems whatever, whatever the case is, I mean, the, but the one common denominator seems to be you because is your mom still experiencing yep. things in that house or do they, or has it? Well, again, I, I was, I was, I was, you know, part of a family that they didn't discuss those things. Right. So, so if they oh. were having experiences, I don't think they'd be open to share them with me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's just... But I don't know. I think, But from my experience, mm-hmm. I think things have calmed down, definitely. And I would Not as frequently. And I would say that, you know, I really do believe you had an NDE, a near-death experience, and I think that you were probably... That there could have been a portal open, or maybe still is, but... By you being present, it was serving as a beacon. So, uh, in other words, sure. you you had this 
whole different spark of, of, of light because of what you'd been through. All of the illnesses, I think, also probably dialed that in even more. Um, it seems that spirits seem to be aware of when somebody's psychic, you know, or, or I think we're all psychic, don't get me wrong, but some people are just actively turned on and uh, they can send and receive and, and they just are connected. And I think that they could see that you were connected. And so that's why you, you probably had all these one-off events. It was that, you know, a lot of, because I, I believe that there are a lot of transient spirits. A lot of, you know, there are those that are attached attached to spaces and stuff. But I believe that there's a lot more that just kind of wander. They're lost and they're maybe looking. Maybe they're not, but uh, they they may be like in your area. And therefore, they see this blinding light and they go, oh, what's going on over here? And so you know, yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> you've got more to deal with. Um, now, in your... interesting. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, please. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also think that um, they are wandering and they could see you and see you a beacon and, um, you know, and then um, sort of uh, start, you know, an encounter with you. But I also feel like there are spirit entities that come in visitation to certain locations because they just want to. Right. You know, for whatever reason, nostalgic reasons, to visit family, or who knows, they're not stuck. They go there in visitation mm-hmm. voluntarily. But I also think there are some that are wandering that never really crossed over. Right. Yeah. And I would agree with you. I think that spirits that cross over can come back and do come back often. Um, you know, but I think that you're right. There are some that aren't crossed over. There may be, they may be afraid of, of some concept of judgment and, and fearful that, Absolutely. you know, they'd rather spend their, their eternity in a closet than in a lake of fire, you know? So, um, right, that's right, that's right. you know, and I'm, I'm being tongue in cheek, but I'm also serious. I mean, if I, if I thought I had lit or lived a really crummy life and wasn't a really good person, I'd be terrified if I had that belief. And, and I would much rather look at a toilet for, you know, the next thousand years than to, uh, think of being in right. eternal torment. So I think a lot of these spirits choose yeah. not to go. And, uh, yeah, they don't want to be punished. They right. don't want to be punished for what they've done. Right. <laughs> so they just remain. And, and those, those I think, can also move around as well. But I don't think, you know, I, I think w- with them it's a different air. Like, I've been visited by, yeah. by um, usually in my sleep, but not always. Um, but, I, I, you know, I believe they're loved ones that stop in. And when they come... Yeah. The air is, has this charge to it. Now, I've also dealt with a lot of hauntings and just these these uh, spirits that happen to be around. And the the air is different. There's like a sadness or an ache or a pain to it. And I think that mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know the ones that are that are earthbound, you can feel it. You can feel the air and you can feel the charge. And and when you're surrounded by love, not you know not so much like your angelic encounter, of course, that is just off the charts profound. But. Oh my God! It was one of the best paranormal experiences I've ever had of my whole life. Oh. It was just—I can't even describe it in words. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Whatever you experienced must have been just amazing, and then to sit in that light and that glow—what what an amazing, incredible experience! I think it's probably the closest we can come on on our earthly existence to feeling directly the presence of God. You know? Yeah, it was really wonderful. Mm. Yep. And how long did that last, by the way? That was a while. I'd say that was 30 to 40 minutes. Wow, that's That amazing. was really amazing, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
What an incredible and like scene. I said, I drew, I, I, I just sketched the outline of the angel wings and those that drawing that's on the ceiling is still there to this day. So did anybody ever ask, hey, what, what did you draw on your ceiling? What's going nope. on? No. Oh, okay. No, nope, they probably didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No one occupies that space now. Um, um, okay. But yeah, it's just, it was just a really, really wonderful experience. So now we've covered a whole a whole chain of of events throughout your childhood and and into your teen years. But how about since then? What's been going on? Well, since then, um, obviously I've, I've grown up and um, I've moved along. And ironically enough, I ended up um, getting into a relationship with a man who also grew up in a haunted house. <laughs> Kindred <laughs> and spirits. Sure enough. It, 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 you can't you can't make up this stuff, you know. Right. And sure enough, we ended up living in his house, which I will tell you, I will call the Waterhill Street House address, uh-huh. the Waterhill House. And um, he said he had paranormal experiences throughout his childhood. I did not know him in his childhood. And um, and then we moved to this address, and I've had paranormal experiences since then at this address. Wow. Um, things always are active in this house. It is unbelievable. Um, for example, you'll hear this house is a uh, three-floor dwelling, mm-hmm. and um, what happens is you constantly hear people walking on the second floor, but there's no one there. Mm-hmm. It could be in the middle of the day, it could be in the morning, it could be four in the morning, it doesn't matter, and you'll hear them. And of course, me, I get up, I go investigate, there's nothing. I know there's nothing there. There's no one even lives up there. There's no one up there. Mm-hmm. But I just check just to, you know, just to you know, satisfy myself. There's sure. nothing. And that's a constant thing. Um, but also this house had, had some really amazing things. For example, I remember I was um, actually in the, I don't know where it was. It might've been in the kitchen and I was just doing dishes and something compelled me to turn around. And I saw this spirit dog, beautiful dog, old dog, you know, old black lab, beautiful, happy, you know, <laughs> and then it faded. And I said, to um, my boyfriend, I said, you know, I explained to him what I saw, and he started laughing. He said, oh, you saw my dog, Smokey. <laughs> I said, that was your dog? He said, that was my dog as a kid growing up, you know? he, uh, what a, you know, And I've seen spirit animals a lot in my life, actually, animals that never even belonged to me, which wow. is really interesting, you know? Yeah. And, um, but there's a lot of things that goes on here. Now, I'll tell you one of the things that happened in this house, and this was not pleasant. Okay. But it was very unique. I have two dogs, two wonderful dogs. I have a black lab and I have a beagle mix. And it was one of the first two years we came to this house. Now, this house has a history. This house has a history of um, three deaths in this house. Okay? Mm-hmm. And one as recently as about three years ago. Oh, dear. So, yeah. And two of them were of were by hanging, oh, which is interesting. Yeah. So, but, you know, I didn't really necessarily know that, you know, I didn't know the history of the house. We know now, but, um, at the time, so I was on the third floor sleeping at night and, um, I was doing a lot to cleanse this property because of all the debt, the untimely deaths and because of the, you know, the movement and some sort of negative activity, things disappear all the time. Sure. You put something down, it will be gone and you'll see it two weeks later in the bathroom, like, you know, the remote control will show up in the bathroom. Like, you know, no one's going to bring the remote control in the bathroom, you know, right. crazy stuff. But, um, this one time I was on the third floor, I was asleep 
And I, at this time, I was doing a lot of cleansing and prayers and really trying to bring up the vibration and frequency of the, um, of the house. And um, now, in the middle of the night, me and my boyfriend are asleep. Both of my dogs are there. And, and, you know, next thing I know, my beagle mix literally is climbing on top of me in the bed, and she's lying, so she like collapses on my head. I'm like, what? The, what is going on here? Yeah. And I turn on the light. And she's shaking like a leaf. Mm-hmm. I say, okay. I said, what's wrong with it? I, I, I scan the room quickly. I see my boyfriend. He's sound asleep. He's rolled over to his right side, mm-hmm. and my black lab is sound asleep on the floor. And my dog is shaking like a leaf. She's crying. She's literally collapsed on my head. I said, "Okay, what is going on with you?" And all of a sudden, she kind of looks sheepish, sheepishly up from her eyes as if to say, look over there, it's over there. Mm-hmm. And I look over. Now, the house has, like, slanted ceilings, like roof. Okay. And I look over into the corner, and there it is. What steps forward is a male entity, a man, mm-hmm. and a younger boy. The man and the younger boy. I don't know who they are. I have no idea. Wow. And he's standing there. I'll tell you what he looked like. He was really creepy looking. My dog is frightened to death. Okay? And I'm looking at him. He's about 5'8". He has really creepy eyes where I think his eyes would remind me of a vampire. Mm. He had jet black hair. He was very gaunt, like a thin, skinny build. Mm-hmm. And the boy was standing beside him, just standing there with, like, the zombie look on its face. I'm like, what in the Lord's name is this? I'm like, what is, what is going on here? Well, what I didn't expect happened next. This, I don't know if your listeners know, but when you have an encounter with certain spirit beings, they can move like lightning. Yeah. You can't even, it's not just shadow people that move fast. Spirits can move fast, too. Yep. And this thing, which at the time when I first saw him step out of the shadows, being a weirdo, Mm -hmm. I see, he was about maybe 20 feet from me, and next thing you know, he's on top of me, and he has his hand on my throat. Oh, jeez. And he says to me, now by the way, let me interject here, what you or your listeners may not know, generally speaking... About 90% of the time, spirit communicates with you, or if you communicate with spirit, it's all through mind speak and telepathy, Mm -hmm. okay? Not to say they can't speak to you verbally, but they choose to speak with you through mind speak. That's what they prefer. Mm -hmm. So he says to me, no more prayers. Mm -hmm. No more prayers. He's angry. He has like these bloodshot eyes. He's staring at me. He has this, and my dog is a wreck. She's even curled up in a ball. She's crying. She doesn't know what to do. She's, you know, gentle dog. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, I'm not even going to tell you the words I said, okay? Mm-hmm. So I just went into my meditative prayer state, stayed as calm as I could, and I called an Archangel Michael. I said, Archangel Michael, I call upon you now. Please step forward and clear away this piece of you know what, yeah, and and he kept he kept ripping my throat and ripping no more prayers, no more prayers. You know, it was like like 
psycho, you know? Mm-hmm. So pushing me further and further into the bed, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, just keep praying, just keep praying. Now, this is what happened next. I also didn't expect this. I'm standing there, and I just keep praying. I'm saying, Archangel Michael, please come here. In the slanted ceiling, I don't even know how to explain this. This is completely insane. A black swirl starts to move in a counterclockwise motion. And that little swirl got bigger and bigger and bigger till it became about six feet. Now, this is, this is uh, like a hole in the timeline continuum that just opened up like a black hole. Wow. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was like, gone. And it shut. That was it. Wow. The entity of this young boy was gone. And the room went dark again. Mm-hmm. I, re- I reached over, turned on the light, and my dog looks at me like, whoo, thank God that's gone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she didn't know. She was better. Her tail was wagging. She, was, she felt better. And I just sat there like, what in God's name just happened? Right. What just happened? Wow. Um, it's interesting because then, of course, I get up, turn on the lights, where I got my boyfriend, I got to tell him the whole story, you know. And I, of <laughs> course, learn to cleanse and sage the area and that uh, third floor uh, level mm-hmm. very much the next day. But I have to you know, explain to people, don't be afraid to call on an archangel to help you or even your spirit guide. There are entities in the universe that are here to protect us, whatever your modality is, whatever your background sure. is. Don't be afraid to call on those entities and your guardian angels. They're here to protect you. Right. And, and that was really significant. That's when I realized how bad the energy was here. Mm-hmm. And as you could see what he was saying, no more prayers. I was increasing the vibration of this property, and he didn't like it. Because you have to understand, negative entities cannot exist in higher vibration and frequencies. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So if the, the more I propped it up and jacked it up, the more he was losing his power and power and power, and that's why I assume he did what he did. Me, personally, I never expected that black hole to open up and suck him right out yeah. and just be gone. And as soon as it closed, I know he'll never be back. Right. He's done. Yeah. That's that, it. That was it. You're right. So, that was it. As fast as it happened, he was gone. Wow. Well, Susie, yeah. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you came on the show. Um, we are about out of time now. Um, but, you know, as as these things happen or as you remember uh, other things, please let me know and we'll have you back. I'd love to hear more about uh, what you've been through oh, and what please. you've seen. I have a whole arsenal of, of information. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to share. It, it continues. The saga continues, I guess. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on, and and I, I really loved your stories. I, you know, I and and the information as well. I really like that you didn't just tell stories. You also brought your experience and your, and your wisdom to it. So thank you so much for sharing that with us as well. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, all Don with Paranormal Portal. Wow, those are some stories. 
want to say uh, real quick thank you to Susie from Boston for calling and sharing that uh, that uh, time with Brent and those stories of what's gone on in her life. Uh, we would certainly do look forward to more. We would love to have those. If you have a story you'd like to tell or, or something just to share with us, you can certainly get a hold of us at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. You can always catch us live on YouTube seven nights a week. That's 7 p.m. Pacific time at youtube.com slash paranormal portal. Also, don't forget us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio, where you can keep up with everything that's happening in the portal. And until next time, have a great day.
sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global for your commercial property insurance and risk management needs. With more than 180 years of scientific research and data at our disposal, we'll work with you to engineer solutions that help protect your business today so you can prosper tomorrow. 